Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the final edition of the Hub of Champions podcast on Believe Network of 2023. And it's hard to believe that. The end of the year has already arrived, but yet here we are. It's crazy, isn't it, right? <laughs> if you ask me, it sure as hell is. But you know what? We are now in the midst of the holiday season. Christmas has just passed. Hope all of you had a joyous time with your family and those of you who um, celebrate the holidays and so forth. I hope that it's been good. It's been good to you and your loved ones. And also, more importantly, that all of you are in good health as we get ready to close out 2023. It's been a crazy year, no matter how you slice and dice it, especially in the world of sports, but especially in Boston sports where there's never a shortage of headlines or drama or things to talk about. 2023 has provided an entire buffet of topics to slice and dice from, from a variety of sports topics that happened in the city of Boston throughout the entire calendar year of 2023. As I was preparing to do this episode, the thought came to me that I should try to whittle it down to the top five storylines or headlines in Boston sports in 2023. I actually had a lot of fun with it. I gave it some thought, actually. Because... As you and I know, as Boston sports fans and Boston sports enthusiasts, supporters, whatever you want to call it, we know that there is never a shortage of storylines or headlines to talk about whether if it's just simply um, created or manufactured or even if it's something that it lends itself for the masses to talk about. So with that being said, I decided that for this final episode of 2023, that we are going to talk about the top five, in my opinion, the top five headlines and stories in Boston sports in 2023. And before I reveal to you number five, let me first point out that even though we're now at the end of this calendar year, 2023. I think it's fair to say that no matter what happens next in 2024, 2023, it's going to be looked at as one of the great what-ifs in recent Boston sports lore. And my reason is really it's really simple. It's no hot take needed. There's no scorching um, opinion that I'm about to throw at you. It is because I think Boston sports fans, especially if you're a Bruins fan or a Celtics fan, or if you're a fan of both teams, you're going to forever wonder what could have been. <laughs> That's a fact. So that now leads us into 
the top five storylines in 2023 in Boston sports. Number five. The Red Sox finished last place in the American League East. They fire Heim Bloom and they hire Craig Beslow. We had to start there because going into the 2023 season, there were legitimate question marks surrounding the Boston Red Sox as to what this team will look like after a lackluster 2022 season, after a season in which that the Red Sox did not make the playoffs in 2022. Many people wondered what the Red Sox were going to do in 2023. If you go back to a year ago, I think many people would have said that up until this point, exactly a year ago today, the Red Sox offseason has been pretty much underwhelming. They went out and they got Adam Duvall. We were still a little bit away from finding out that Chris Sale was going to miss the start of the season and the injury that came that came with it and so forth. We knew that this was a team that was going to be lacking in talent. So without having to recap the entire 2023 season for the Boston Red Sox, in summation, the Red Sox finished last. And if we're being honest, how surprised could you really be? When you look at the transactions and when you look at some of the moves that were made, this was something that couldn't have surprised anybody. And then, oh, by the way, <laughs> by the way, Xander Bogarts, gone. We knew that when Trevor Story came to the Red Sox that, and I said it on social media at the time, that it was going to raise questions whether if this was going to be the end of, of Xander Bogarts' tenure as a Boston Red Sox starting shortstop. Turned out the answer to that was yes. But the problems for the Boston Red Sox in 2023 didn't just start with the departure of Xander Bogarts. He signed that big free agent deal with the San Diego Padres, as we all know. Um, 11 years, $280 million. What we do know is that Bloom and what turned out to be his ultimate demise did not go out and get the necessary talent to compete at the major league level, which led to the anger and the scorn of Boston Red Sox fans, and rightfully so. You can't be a major market team and have the pockets as deep as John Henry's pockets are, not spend on the big league club, preach about farm system, future, 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 and you show absolutely nothing for what is the current time of your big league club. You will turn off anyone in any major market away by doing exactly that. That's how we got to the point at the end of the 2023 regular season, the Red Sox are well out of contention. And one day, John Henry decided to wake up out of his senses and say, you know what, Bloom, thank you for your services, but your services are no longer required. You're fired. And then they go out and they hire Craig Breslow, former reliever for the Boston Red Sox, 
And so far up to this moment in time, at the time of this recording, here we are entering New Year's Eve weekend, that it's been another underwhelming offseason so far for the Boston Red Sox. So much has been talked about the offseason development of Tristan Cassis, how he looks good in his offseason training. I mean, whoop the freaking do. The reality is a lot of players look good in their offseason training. Go look at Johan Rojas if you if the Philadelphia Phillies, if you haven't seen as of yet. The guy looks jacked as hell. But that don't impress me. What impresses me is if you make a commitment to go out and spend, not just spend, but spend wisely on the big league team that's going to help it contend in 2024. Something that the Red Sox have yet to have done as of yet, that is, they have made a, any sort of move that would move the needle for the Red Sox in 2024. I certainly would love to understand and have a better knowledge of what is the Red Sox plans for 2024. Because they ought to thank God that spring training doesn't start tomorrow or next week. They still got roughly a month and a half just after the Super Bowl until pitchers and catchers report the spring training down in Fort Myers before we get a full glimpse of what the Red Sox will look like in 2024. So, at this moment in time, as we are about to wrap up 2023, we talked about how the Red Sox finishing last in the AL East is a major, is a top five storyline in Boston sports in 2023. It is certainly, and my reason is because fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because many people who who follow the team believe that the, going into the 2023 season, things will be different. But to tell you the truth, I saw that it was not going to be much different at all. The lack of investment on, on, the, on the big league roster certainly led to its demise. Poor defense. The Red Sox were one of the worst defensive teams, especially in the infield in the major leagues, this past 2023 season. And it's awfully hard to win games that way, whether if you're a big market team or if you are a small market team, it doesn't matter. Baseball is baseball, and it's been that way for over 155 years. So the Boston Red Sox finishing last in the American League East. Bloom gets fired. Craig Breslow gets hired. It's the fifth storyline in Boston sports of 2023. We're going to go on to number four in just a bit. In fact, number four is the first of what could have been. Hmm. I wonder if there is a team that plays in Boston that has certainly left that sort of impression on the fans, on the city of Boston and across New England once its season concluded. <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly what that is, what what storyline number four of, of 2023 in Boston sports is. I'm going to tell you that coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening and watching Hubble Champions with Sugar Rights on Believe Network.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Hub of Champions with the host Shukri Wright. Final episode of 2023 as we are now looking back at the top five storylines in Boston sports in 2023. I already revealed to you number five in my opinion, and that is the Red Sox finishing last in the American League East, firing Heim Bloom just before the end of the season, and then hiring Craig um, Breslow after the season concluded. That was storyline number five. Storyline number four, as I teased before I went on a little bit of a break, is a team that plays on Causeway that left me thinking, what could have been? Hmm. I know a lot of people are going to be jumping to to a particular team that plays on the ice on Causeway, but that's not where I'm going to go. I'm not going to go in that direction. But what I am going to do is I'm going to talk about how the Boston Celtics, they nearly completed the historic comeback against the Miami Heat and lose game seven in embarrassing fashion on the Celtics parquet at TD Garden. That's storyline number four for me of the top five storylines in Boston sports in, of 2023. Let's break it down. Why do I go Celtics here? Here's why. Because the Boston Celtics are coming off a year after they made the run to Game 6 of the NBA Finals against the Golden State Warriors. We all remember how that ended. It essentially came down to the Celtics and the big question becoming, can they get back to the NBA Finals, especially after that dominant Game 7 performance by Jason Tatum against the Philadelphia Sixers, which, by the way, led to the Sixers firing Doc Rivers, who's now in broadcasting right now. So going into the NBA Finals after the raucous celebration outside of TD Garden, which I was personally there for and a part of celebrating the Celtics beating the Sixers yet again in the second round of the NBA Eastern Conference semifinals, the question become, or became rather, can the Celtics get back to the NBA Finals and beat the Heat again? And we discovered some pretty disturbing truths right away in that series. We realized that the Celtics, their bench fell way short of what the Miami Heat could provide coming off the bench in terms of, in terms of firepower. Caleb Martin, Max Strauss, Duncan Robinson. Those guys were part of a major reason why they were absolutely able to put on a clinic through the first three games, especially when it came to shooting beyond the three-point arc. So we get to game three. The Celtics, they pooped the pants 
they did not play well in Miami. They they were accused of quitting, which is one of the worst things you could be accused of as a professional athlete. And there were question marks going into game four as to, hey, you know what? Is this team even going to bother to show up tonight? Because even I was asking that question on my on my old radio show back in Boston, 91.5 WMFO, the Sugar Ray show that I was hosting at the time. Is this team going to quit? Because they, they sure as hell quit in game three. Are they going to actually show up and compete in game four? That remains to be seen. That remained to be seen. They did. They came out and they competed. They won game four. It was like, okay, there's a game five. And at that point, there was still the expectation that this team was still going to find a way to, to lose the series. No one was really thinking that this team could possibly force a game six. We're not even talking about game seven. We're not even getting there yet. But it was game five back at TD Garden. The fans came out. They showed out as as always. And Boston sports fans, don't surprise me in that regard. When it's time to show up, they always showed up. And game five was a clinic of heart and determination. But yet, there was just this thought in the back of my mind that the Celtics, they would get out to these big leads, they would take the foot off the gas, and they would allow opponents to get back into games. We saw that time and time and time again throughout the 2023 NBA playoffs. We saw that too much. And now fast forward to game six. They win game five in Boston. Game six, at this point, I can remember at that time, while this is while I was still living in Boston at that point, that this was a prevailing question that was being asked, and rightfully so. Is this really starting to happen? Like, are the Celtics actually starting to make this comeback against the Miami Heat? After playing completely lifeless in the first three games, games four, they showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of toughness. Game five, they played the balls off the court of the parquet at TD Garden. Game six, it was a matter of what will it take for this team to force game seven and for the Miami Heat, the pressure now turned on them. And I think every Celtics fan and every NBA fan remembers how game six ended. The, in, the famous Derek White putback. Celtics win game six. Just when it looked like the Celtics would lose, they win that game. <laughs> oh man, what a game that was. What a game that was. Celtics win game six. I captured that video from the Celtics Green Party at the Hub of Causeway. And that video has long since gone viral on my social media channels, on Twitter, on TikTok. You can definitely find it easily on TikTok. And at this point, the city is absolutely abuzz that this team could be the first team in NBA history to win 
a playoff series after falling behind 3-0. History was there for the taking in Boston that night. And the thing that I remember most was approaching TD Garden. The electricity was in the air. It was quite palpable that night. And I see Paul Pierce arriving in his in, in, in his um in his car and just the excitement and the anticipation was in the air. And it was something that that every fan who was there who was who watched the game either at the, either at the game or at one of the bars around TD Garden could all attest to. And then we got closer to game time. My good friend Chris from New Hampshire. We came down for the game. We watched the game together. Him and a couple of other friends of mine, we all watched the game together, thinking that the Celtics were actually going to win this game. And if you remember, a year prior, in 2022, the Celtics beat the Heat in Miami in Game 7. And Jimmy Butler said, the words, the prophetic words at that time following the Game 7 loss of the 2022 Eastern Conference Finals. What did Jimmy Butler say? We'll be back in the same position next year and we'll get the job done. Fast forward to a year later, this past May. They were back at TD Garden in Game 7 in the same exact position. And he got the job done. But not without, not without Jalen Brown turning into a big absolute puddle of 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 glosh and and just completely melting to the pressure because he absolutely was horrible with the turnovers turning over the on the basketball I think seven times throughout the course of that game or I think if I remember correctly I believe it was during the first half and oh by the way Jason Tatum getting hurt to start the game didn't help matters at all for the Boston Celtics it was almost as if that this team, that this team who was so close on the precipice of history, it looked like they were actually going to get the job done and complete the comeback. They got their doors blown off in Game 7 at TD Garden. Heat advances to the NBA Finals. Celtic season is done. And now that leads to an offseason full of change. We all know about the trade that Marcus Smart was involved with in which he was sent to the Memphis Grizzlies. We all know how Brad Stevens said it was time to change the DNA of the team because I said it at the time, after Game 7, that the Celtics, if they're going to win an NBA championship, they're going to have to change the DNA of the team. And did they ever? Did they ever? They go out and they acquire Chris Epazingas. They acquire him from the Wizards. That's one. And then two, and what I think is probably the most important signing yet, and not to take anything away from Chris Apozingas, because he's been huge for the Celtics in every shape and way, but getting Drew Holiday immediately after the Bucks acquired um, Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers was the perfect equalizer for the Boston Celtics in their hopes of getting to the NBA Finals coming out of a, a stacked Eastern Conference where it's really a two-team race, if we're being honest. It's, it's Boston and the Milwaukee and then everyone else. That's basically what it is. 
So with that being said, you look back to last spring and how rushing that was, losing game seven, and the fashion that they lost game seven was something that Celtic fans could not stomach. I sure as hell couldn't stomach. I was pissed. I was angry. I was frustrated. I was a lot of emotions. Which is why the Celtics losing game seven and falling just short of completing that historic comeback against the Miami Heat and wish that they nearly came back from 3-0 down to win the Eastern Conference Finals ranks number four on my list of the top five storylines in Boston sports in 2023. We're going to take a quick break here. Coming up next, we say goodbye to a legend in Boston. I want to tell you exactly who that is. I mean, I'm Boston sports fans are pretty sure already know who, who I'm about to talk about next. But for those that don't, don't go nowhere. That and much more coming up next here on the Hub of Champions with Shook Rights on Believe Network. Well, Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Hub of Champions with your host, Shukri Wrights. Thank you for watching the podcast on YouTube or wherever you, you get your podcasts. You, you can stream it on your smart TV via YouTube. And as well as for those that are listening to the pod on wherever you get your podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, um, wherever you get your podcast, I appreciate you always. Don't forget to hit that subscribe and download button for the Hub of Champions Boston Sports Podcast with yours truly, Shukri Writes here on Believe Network. Final episode of 2023. It has been an absolute blast. What a crazy year it has been, both in Boston sports and just life in itself. <laughs> It really has been a whirlwind of a year in 2023. I'll tell you that for a fact. And among the life-changing events that took place this calendar year in 2023, there was one that, in my mind, it wasn't a shock, but it was still such an enormous story that... (laughs) that Nesson provided wall-to-wall coverage of this particular story that broke at the end of July of this year. NHL legend, Boston Bruins legend, the legendary Patrice Bergeron retiring from the NHL after 19 seasons, all with the Boston Bruins. There was no way that we could have talked about the top five storylines in Boston sports in 2023 and not talk about the retirement of Patrice Bergeron. I actually want to spend some time talking about this in full because it's been now five months removed since 
he announced his retirement from the NHL and the Boston Bruins. And I think that it's important that you give someone like Patrice Bergeron the utmost deserved respect and love and adoration that has, you know, has been thrown his way before his retirement announcement, since his retirement, and even when he came back to Boston for opening night against the Chicago Blackhawks to kick off the Bruins centennial season, which is still currently in progress right now. Patrice Bergeron, for all 19 years, as a Boston Bruin, was the Boston Bruins. He was the heart and soul of the Boston Bruins. And that's not taking anything away from Zdeno Chara and the 14 legendary years that he served as the captain of the Boston Bruins that's taken away nothing from him at all. But any Bruin fan and anyone who covers the Bruins knew Patrice Bergeron was the Boston Bruins. So when the news broke in late July that Patrice Bergeron has decided to call it quits after 19 incredible seasons, all with the Boston Bruins, it certainly led down a path of a lot of sentimental um, tributes, including from the Bruin players themselves who played with Bergeron this past season, from the fans, including myself, talking about the impact of Patrice Bergeron on the city of Boston, Boston Bruins, Boston sports itself. And why this news was so, it was not shocking, but it was still such an enormous day in Boston. And this is why. The news that Patrice Bergeron retiring back in July was such a huge deal in Boston because oftentimes we look at players, superstars in particular. We look at superstars and we look at them and you ask, what are some of the intangibles that makes this particular superstar special? Is it their skill? Is it their charisma? Is it their leadership? Is it the way that they conduct themselves? on and off the court or the ice in this case what was it in the case of patrice bergeron it was all of those things how he conducted himself as a person who he is as a human being how he led this boston bruins team how he was the captain of this boston bruins team someone who went through a very dark period in his career and life early on in his career. We all remember the 2007-2008 season. Bergeron sustains that nasty and, and nearly ended his career concussion against the Flyers. And, and Bergeron, no one knew at the time if Bergeron was ever going to be the same player. Oh, was he ever? If not, probably even better. If you can make the argument that Bergeron was probably even better post concussion, but we're not here to split hairs. The point is, is that you looked at someone who has the the gravitas, the the stardom, the sparkle, the way that Patrice Bergeron has for 19 seasons, for nearly 20 years in the NHL, all with one team in Boston with the Boston Bruins. 
it's very easy to see why that Bergeron was so universally loved and respected by both his peers and his opponents. It is easy to see why. When Patrice Bergeron announced his retirement, you saw tributes from other players on other teams across the NHL. And we knew that Bergeron's retirement was truly the end of a legendary era in Boston sports. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Patrice Bergeron was the last of the, the Mount Rushmore of Boston sports legends who brought at least one championship to the city of Boston during its reign as the city of champions. We all know who the other three are. Tom Brady, David Ortiz, and Paul Pierce. Those are the other three. Patrice Bergeron, obviously, of the Boston Bruins being the fourth one. He was the very last one. And the day that he decided to hang up his skates was the day that every Bruin fan knew that this was the end of an era. We were spoiled to watch his greatness for nearly 20 years. Character, impeccable. Leadership, incredible. Zdeno Chara, the legend himself, the future Hall of Fame defenseman himself, oftentimes called Bergeron the co-captain of the Boston Bruins. That's how respected he was. And he still is that respected. And that when you begin to look back on everything that Bergeron accomplished, he should have won, won more than one Stanley Cup. We all know that. That goes without saying. But Mr. Selkie, the amount of Selkies that he's won, we all know about, you know, how he's how clutch he's been in his career in the Stanley Cup playoffs. None more bigger than Game 7 of the 2011 Stanley Cup Finals where he scored the cup-winning goal against the Vancouver Canucks, who won the President's Trophy that year. We all know all of the accolades and the big-time moments, obviously including Game 7, 2013, first round against the Toronto Maple Leafs, coming back from, from 4-1 down in the third period, scored a tying goal late in the third, and then scoring the overtime-winning goal to win Game 7. We all remember those moments, those indelible moments. But what made Patrice Bergeron so loved, so respected, so admired is who he was and who he is as a person. Because oftentimes we look at superstars in sports and you see them for what they are, they, they are exceptional, they are phenomenal, they are extraordinary on the court or on the field and so forth. But unfortunately, in some cases, the character does not, meet, does not match the skill level that they oftentimes would perform with. Patrice Bergeron was one of the rare examples in which that his character exceeded his skill level, and his skill level was legendary. We all know that Bergeron is the best two-way forward to play in the NHL ever. But his character and who he is as a person went beyond what he, what he did on the ice. And that is why I think it's so important that we took the time to talk about this particular storyline because it was a huge one. It was talked about 
all over Boston, all across New England. It was talked about, obviously, the NHL network. But I think back to just specifically how it was covered locally in Boston at that time, this past July. The press conference at TD Garden. I was covering the Boston Bruins at the time for the Hockey News and writing you know, articles and pieces on this particular story, which you can still find, by the way. Just remembering how it was covered, how it was talked about in just everything. And how this was a hole that the Boston Bruins were never going to be able to adequately replace or even fill back up again. And in many ways than one, the Bruins never did. And, and that was never going that was not realistic. They were never going to be able to replace the whole the size of Patrice Bergeron. So Patrice Bergeron retiring after 19 seasons, nearly 20 years in the NHL, slots in as number three, in my opinion, of the top five storylines in Boston sports in 2023. We're going to take another break here. Cover it up next. All for nothing. All for nothing. How one team in Boston carried the hopes and the aspirations of so many people and so many fans all for it to to dissipate and to be blown away into the wind. I want to talk about it in full. Coming up next here on Hub of Champions Podcast with your host, Shook Rates on Believe Network. Well, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Hub of Champions with your host, Shukri Wright. Glad you're able to enjoy the podcast so far as I count down the top five storylines or, or headlines in Boston sports of 2023. And if you are somehow still here with me during this pod, I want to give you a quick recap of the first two that we've that we've gone down so far. Number five, the Red Sox finishing dead last in the American League East. Heim Boom gets fired. Craig Breslow gets hired. That's number five. Number four, Celtics. They they nearly complete the comeback against the Miami Heat nearly coming back from 3-0 down in the Eastern Conference Finals before getting blown out by the Miami Heat at TD Garden in Game 7. That's number four. Number three, as we just talked about, the retirement of Patrice Bergeron is the third biggest storyline, in my opinion, in Boston sports of 2023. The impact that Patrice Bergeron had on both the Boston Bruins and Boston sports um, as a whole, cannot adequately be put into words, no matter how hard you try. And I tried my absolute best to share with you my thoughts on that particular story. So now, 
That leaves us with, with two remaining. Two. And I'm about to unveil number two to you just momentarily. Number one will be coming up a little later on in the pod. But before I get to number two, in my opinion, I want to say that as I begin to think back on what a year it's been overall in Boston, in Boston sports uh, in particular, I can't help but to think to myself that with each passing year, it just seems like that the glow and the legendary um that the legendary bask in the glow of the championship era in Boston sports grows even more legendary for um, for more reasons than not and i think a big reason is because we had never seen a, any major city in the country drill off the amount of championships that Boston has over the course of of nearly 20 years. We obviously know that the 2018 New England Patriots were the last Boston sports teams to have won a championship to bring a championship back to Boston. That was the 2018 New England Patriots. They beat the LA Rams in Super Bowl 53. Parade was in February of 2019. I was at that parade. And twice since then has a Boston sports team come up oh so close but to fall oh so short we don't need to remember remember or reflect on what happened in the 2019 Stanley Cup Finals between the Bruins and the Blues how that game seven went I don't need to relive that I don't want to relive that and we don't need to relive what happened in the 2022 NBA Finals between the Warriors and Celtics, Celtics up 2-1 to one in the series. They're leading game four before it all started to fall apart. So in the last, I would say, nearly five years, there has been two instances where a Boston sports team has come close and they just fell short which in more ways than one is a perfect segue into the second biggest storyline in Boston sports in 2023. The Bruins' historic season, all for nothing. And I know Bruin fans everywhere are absolutely about to roll their eyes. And they know exactly why. No Bruin fan needs to be reminded of why I said this is the second biggest storyline in Boston sports in 2023, in my opinion. Heck, some people may actually say, well, I think this is the biggest one. You could actually make that argument. But I'm going with this number two, something else number one. So for right now, Bruins, epic season leads to epic collapse. What the actual F happened? That is where I have to start with. What happened? We all know what happened. I'm not going to recap what happened. In order to go down this dark rabbit hole that I'm about to go down, I think everybody who was in Boston 
New England, who was a Bruins fan, knew. When we were in late March of this year, what was the number one thing that we were all looking forward to? Stanley Cup playoffs. At this point, there wasn't any sort of doubt about who was the greatest regular season team of all time. There wasn't any doubt about just how deep this Boston Bruins team was. I mean, this is Patrice Bergeron anchoring your top line, Marshan and DeBrusque. This is what David Krejci on that on the check line, Pavel Zaka and David Pasok on that second line. That was, that's a pretty damn good top six, something that the Bruins don't currently have on this current edition of the Boston Bruins of the, in the centennial season. And, oh, by the way, goaltending, best goaltending duo in the league with Linus Olmark, who went on to win the Vesna Trophy and as well as Jeremy Swayman. And they didn't have. It wasn't bad. Oh, they didn't have. They did not have a bad bottom six at all. I mean, Garner Hathaway, pretty effing good. Tyler Bertuzzi, pretty good. Blue Line, exceptional. Brandon Carlo, terrific. Charlie McAvoy, another year in his development as a top defenseman in the NHL. Nails getting Dmitry Orlov. Huh, what a pickup that was. This team. At the end of March, going into April, and I would even take it a step further as we as we went into the month of April before the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't think you could have gone anywhere in Boston and asked the question, do you think the Bruins could actually win the Stanley Cup? Do you think they will without getting a no? I don't think you would have gotten a no. At that time in April, this is before the Stanley Cup playoffs began. After the regular season ended, before game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Florida Panthers, there was so much of an overwhelming belief that this Boston Bruins team was going to be playing into June for the Stanley Cup. This team, all so much was just building up. This is the best regular season team of all time. This was the best team in the NHL far and away, bar none. This is the deepest team in the uh, in the NHL far and away, bar none. This was a team that added Snarl at the trade deadline. They, um, they, they went out and they got Garner Hathaway, Tyler Batuzzi, Dimitri Orlov. They were physical. They were mean. They were everything that you could have dreamed of for this Boston Bruins team heading into the Stanley Cup playoffs in April. The ingredients were all there. Goaltending, they had it. The power play struggled for much of the second half of the regular season, but it didn't seem to matter because the five on five production was so was so damn good that even with the with the power play being um struggling as much as it did in the second half of the 2022-23 season, that it didn't it, it kind of drowned out a little bit, if you will. And once the puck dropped for the Stanley Cup playoffs, as we all know as hockey fans, <laughs> a new season begins, and what you did in the regular season means absolutely nothing. The Bruins, we knew after game four, and I said it after game four, the Bruins were up three games to one in the series. It's over. I said it then. I said it was over. 
And a lot of Bruin fans believe that it, it was over. It really was. This this was the best team in the league. They're up 3-1. They're outplaying the Panthers right now. There was absolutely zero reason to think that this that this Panther team was going to be able to make any sort of comeback. No reason to believe it. So game five comes around. We all remember the um the the miss um scoring attempt by Brad Marshall at the end of regulation. We all remember that. And then the misplay um by Omark to get the puck, leading to Florida scoring and winning game five. Now they have new life in the series. Game six, a seesaw back and forth affair, but the reality is the Panthers outplayed the Bruins in game six. And I just remember after game six, I watched game six, by the way, at uh, at Hurricanes on Canal Street in Boston. Those of you that, that are watching or listening to the podcast, if you know, you know, especially if, you, if you're from Boston or, or you have lived in Boston for a long time or have been to Boston several times, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I go there and watched game six and I made a video and I posted this on Instagram at the time and I believe Twitter. And I said, listen, at that moment, I remember thinking that my stomach was absolutely in the pits of hell. That this team who had won, (laughs) this team won 65 games and 130 points in a regular season. They're now in a must-win game seven. And that and that this season that had so much promise, that had so much, had so much riding the riding riding on the on the waves for, so much to, to look forward to. Now they were going down to a game seven against a team that knew they had absolutely nothing to lose. And I said it going into game seven. The Florida Panthers had absolutely nothing to lose. That wasn't the team that had the pressure. It was the Bruins. And they knew it. They knew it. Panthers score first. <clears throat> Bruins fall behind. It seemed like David Pasanak was going to was going to be the hero. They they regained the lead going into the le- into the final. 90 seconds of the third period, and you're thinking, Bruins, come on. It's, it, we're almost there. Let's finish this off. And then the Panthers tie it inside of 59 seconds remaining in regulation. And then we all remember what happened in overtime. The Bruins lose in overtime. Season over. The shock of what we witnessed as this Boston Bruins season has now come to a close is something that none of us will ever truly be able to forget. Why is this number two on my list of top five storylines in Boston sports of 2023? Outside of the obvious of the historic collapse that is. Outside of that. Because... You had to have been either a Boston sports fan or you had to have been anywhere in New England or anywhere in Boston to really understand the anticipation, the buildup for this team 
and the and the and the undeniable belief that existed for this Boston Bruins team that this was the team that was going to win the cup. And I posed a question at the time on Twitter. If the Bruins win the cup, will this be undoubtedly the greatest NHL team, single NHL team of all time? And the resounding answer was yes. Best record, most points. This this team was dominant from top to bottom. They had a 3-1 series lead. No one knew, no one thought that this team was going to blow a 3-1 lead. And they did. The anger, the disappointment, and the frustration was that was felt was quite palpable the very next day, and I'll never forget it. The talk all over the city, where would you rank this epic choke job by the Boston Bruins? And I would dare say even to this very moment in time that the Bruins choke job this past April 30th, when it was completed, I still rank it as the biggest choke job in Boston sports history. In fact, I don't even take it as far as to say that the, the Bruins blowing a 3-1 series lead after the historic season that they had last season is the biggest choke job in NHL history, in my opinion. You can agree to disagree, and that's fine. But that ranks number two as, as one of the top five biggest storylines in Boston sports in, in 2023. We talked about how the Red Sox finishing dead last in the AL East was ranked number five on my list. Number four, Celtics nearly completing the historic comeback from being down 0-3 against the Heat, only to, to lose in game seven. That was number four. Number three was the retirement of Patrice Bergeron. Number two, as we just talked about, was the Bruins' historic season resulting in a historic collapse. That was number two. And coming up next, after this brief break, we're going to unveil the number one storyline in Boston sports in 2023. Don't go anywhere. We're going to wrap up this episode of the Hubble Champions podcast, final episode of 2023 with your host, Shukri Wrights. Don't go nowhere. Welcome back to the, the latest. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This edition of the Hubble Champions Podcast with your host, Shukri, the final episode of 2023, which means... It's truly befitting that I have to talk about, in my opinion, what are the top five biggest storylines in Boston sports of 2023. Before I re reveal to you what is number one, in my opinion, let's take a look back at the previous four that I mentioned already. So number five, Boston Red Sox finishing dead last in the American League East, firing high in bloom and hiring Craig Breslow. That's number five. Number four, Celtics nearly completing the, um, the historic comeback against the Miami Heat after being down 0-3 in the Eastern Conference Finals before getting blown out in Game 7 at home at TD Garden. That's number four. Number three, 
the retirement of Patrice Bergeron from the Boston Bruins and the NHL this past July is ranked number three. And then number two, in my opinion, was the Boston Bruins historic season resulting in a historic collapse in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So that's five, four, three, two. And now here's number one, the biggest storyline in Boston sports in 2023 is, in my opinion, the future of Bill Belichick in New England as the head coach and general manager of the New England Patriots. That's number one. I don't see how, any which way and how, you could argue against that being number one. And if you want to tweet at me, that you want to disagree and say, Shukri, you're wrong. You're you're absolutely incorrect. You don't know what you're talking about. Do it. Tweet at me at Shukri Writes on Twitter, on X, as what is what it's called now, apparently. But there is no way in hell that this is not the number one story of 2023. Because this has become such a polarizing topic in its own right that if you listen to Boston Sports Radio, whether if it's WEEI or 985, the sports hub, that's what's dominating the airwaves. <laughs> that's what's being talked about right now. That's what's being talked about, along with who were the Boston, sorry, not Boston, but the New England Patriots, what it used to be called the Boston Patriots, but who will the New England Patriots select at number four as it currently stands? Because thanks to their win against the Denver Broncos, Unfortunately, on on Christmas on a on, on a, a Christmas Eve or Christmas night, rather, excuse me. That took them from having the second overall um, draft pick in the twenty twenty four NFL draft to now number four, and a lot of people have been saying, starting with I'll give credit to Alex Barth of ninety eight five The Sports Up, that looks like the prime landing spot for one Jaden Daniels, quarterback of the LSU Tigers. We don't know, but we'll see. But before we can even get to the NFL draft, we have to talk about the status and the future of Bill Belichick in New England. That's the number one storyline, and here is why. By now, if you have not been living under a rock, you and I have witnessed the absolute destruction and the absolute wasteland that has become the New England Patriots in 2023, much to the delight of the other 31 teams across the NFL. But the New England Patriots have become an absolute wasteland of a franchise, a wasteland of a team. And you know what else? They've gotten so far removed from their glory days that a Monday night team, a Monday night game for the first time in NFL history has been flexed out of the Monday night primetime slot to a Sunday afternoon game at 1 o'clock. That was the Chiefs-Patriots game. It was supposed to be a Monday night game, but no. The Patriots sucked so bad that the game got flexed to a Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock game. That's never happened before. That's how far the Patriots have fallen. And the question is, who is to blame? Who is to blame? Let's talk about it. 
because for those of you that have listened to me on the pod, for those of you who have seen my content on social media, know that I am of those who want to see Bill Belichick get fired. That's not a secret. They need to move on from Belichick. They need to make changes. Why? Because he is, I would say, single-handedly the biggest blame as to why the Patriots are as horrendous as they are currently at 4-11, and why they hold a top-five draft pick in next April's NFL draft, Bill Belichick. Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you of several facts, not opinions. Let me remind you of several facts here, since I know many of you are about to get your, your panties knotted up in a twist or something. Number one, Bill Belichick failed to get a true number one receiver when he had the opportunity to do so. Start there. I will start there. That's number one. I said it the day that the Patriots signed Juju Smith-Schuster. He's not a number one receiver. And if you think he's going to be a number one receiver out of nowhere, you are absolutely high. You are crazy. You are out of your damn mind. Because anybody who has watched this team over the last several years know without Tom Brady, you cannot bring an average talent at the receiver position and expect that you're going to win and you're going to get production. It's not going to happen. Number two. The development of Mac Jones. This wasn't just a 2023 issue. This started after the 2021 season in which Mac Jones looked pretty solid. He had an offensive play caller in Josh McDaniels that was pretty much hitting all the right buttons for Mac Jones. And it looked like that Mac Jones may actually turn into a pretty damn good franchise quarterback for the Patriots for at least over the next seven to 10 years. Here's, here's where things go awry. Josh, Josh McDaniels leaves. Josh McDaniel leaves. You bring back Matt Patricia and Joe judge two failed former head coaches back to new England. One in which ends up being the offensive play caller, and that played a massive role in Mac Jones's regression last season. So much so that that there was a very evident and noticeable rift in, in the relationship between Mac Jones and as well as Bill Belichick. That's number two. Belichick is responsible for the regression and, and pretty much at this point the ruining of Mac Jones. Number three, roster construction. I mean, I mentioned number one about about the Patriots, about Belichick not getting the t- on getting the on Mac Jones and a true number one receiver as being number one. But I actually want to I specifically want to talk about the ro- the roster construction as a part of a bigger point because going into the season, I had my concerns. My concerns weren't necessarily about the defense. I thought the defense was going to be fine. 
The defense had some some issues and so forth, and obviously losing Matt, Matthew Judon for the season didn't help matters in terms of the pass rush. But I knew that the defense was going to be fine by and large part. But what I knew going into the season was the concerns surrounding the offense and even special teams, it was pretty damn evident. And it manifested itself very early on in the season. And the number one rule in leadership is everything is your fault. The God honest truth is, in the case of Bill Belichick, everything in terms of the Patriots failures is your fault. Because we're not just talking about 2023, although 2023 is the perfect cherry on top of the Sunday, But we're talking about over the course of the last four full seasons, you allow the greatest quarterback of all time to walk out the door after the 2019 season after in which you lose to the Tennessee Titans in the AFC wildcard game in Brady's final game at Gillette as a, as a New England Patriot. And you have had absolutely nothing to show for. You had one winning season. That was 2021 coming out of the pandemic. 2020, you sign and you bring in Cam Newton literally right before training camp begins. You signed him at the end of uh, at the end of June of 2020. Things looked seemingly okay until Cam, as we all remember, caught COVID, and he was not the same quarterback afterwards. We also remember the fact that the Patriots, they had a choice in terms of whether they were going to go with um, with Mac Jones or start Cam Newton. They decided to go with Mac Jones, which I thought was the right decision at the time. No question there. But the point of the matter is this. The Patriots, Bill Belichick, by allowing the greatest quarterback of all time to walk out the door after the 2019 season, is what ultimately did him in and has, has led to this path that he has been on over the course of the last four seasons. And as we sit here, as we're about to enter the new year, the Patriots already officially eliminated from the NFL playoffs, and all there is to look forward to is the NFL scouting combine and the NFL draft in April and debating as to who the Patriots should take wherever they may end up landing whether it be at four or if somehow, some way, over the course of the final two games of the 2023-24 season, regular season that is, they end up sliding up to three, but right now they're currently at four. That's all the Patriots have to look forward to. And the debate rages on across New England and among Patriot fans is, do you fire Bill Belichick outright, both as head coach and as GM? Because the truth is, Bill Belichick has had control, like essentially his entire um, career here in New England, going back to 2000. He had career, he had control, roster construction that was all his. And I know for a fact that once the season concludes, there is going to be some pretty uncomfortable conversations had at the Patriot offices down at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. And it's not going to be pretty because at this point, 
Robert Kraft knows all and well the Patriots are no longer an, a marquee NFL franchise. They're no longer an NFL marquee team at this point. They're not. And Kraft cannot possibly be happy about that. So the biggest question as we are about to wrap up 2023 is what happens now with Bill Belichick? Because he's been on the hot seat pretty much since September. And at this point, it's an inferno that's completely out of control and one in which that we won't begin to see the smoke rise from the ashes until after the season concludes. Maybe it's on Black Monday. Maybe it's after. Who knows? So with that being said, that is my top five biggest storylines in Boston sports in 2023. The Red Sox finished in last place in the AL East. Fire high and bloom. Number four, Celtics nearly complete the comeback against the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals after being down 3-0. They lose game seven in epic proportion. Game, number three, the retirement of Patrice Bergeron. Number two, an epic Boston Bruins season, an all-time great NHL season. Goes up in smokes, all for nothing. And then number one, in conclusion, the future of Bill Belichick as the Patriots head coach and general manager. If you agree, great. Hit me up on Twitter at Shukri Wright. Hit me up on Instagram at S Wright's Radio underscore. Hit me up on TikTok at S Wright's. As, as Shukri writes, excuse me, as on TikTok, that's how you can find me on social media. I hope all of you have a wonderful new year that is coming up in very short order. This is the final episode of the Hubble Champions podcast with yours truly, Shukri writes. Happy New Year to you. Stay safe, healthy, and I will talk to you after the new year begins with a brand new episode of Hubble Champions on Believe Network. Take care and have a good one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.